0: Will with the Legionnaire. I guess Callahan couldn't record with me tonight, so I know there was only one episode this last like week and a half that came out. I've been kind of slacking off lately. But yeah, we were gonna talk about Bad Batch today, the season finale, and he wasn't able to make it with me. We got a couple things that we still want to talk about, but I wanted to get an episode out here today. So I thought, oh, uh, what should I talk about? Because there's a lot of news things that came out. I, Cal and I still want to talk about the Suicide Squad and we still want to talk about some Star Wars projects that we would like to make. But um, I think I, I've been brainstorming now for the past like 15, 20 minutes of what I want to talk about and what I think would be something worthy of me posting because sometimes I, we just sit here and talk and it's like, eh, should we really post that? Is that a good idea? Um, but I think one of the things that I want to talk about today, and this, I don't know how long I'll go on this topic, but um, we talk a, a lot of this This talk and podcast revolves around Star Wars. And I know that like we talk about like Marvel and DC and other you know other geek things but i wanted to talk about why star wars is so monumental to myself and i can't speak for cal but um I, he's my brother there's only a year and a half between us in age and i think i can speak for him to some extent on why it's so monumental for him as well um I, I know that, and I get some. I get some slight hazing from my best friend at college, Caleb. He he gives me some slight hazing because I always say, "Oh, I get so emotional over this in Star Wars, or I get so emotional over that." And I know that, like, it's like all this. I'm gonna say this right now. When it comes to like geek movies and that sort of stuff, I am the biggest, the biggest crybaby when it comes to that. Like, if you set things up properly in a movie. Or like in a TV show, I think it's, I I just, uh, when the emotional weight of something hits, I get super, super like teary eyed. And I I love it because it shows that something is resonating with me well. And I know that I've said in, oh God, at least, at least 10 or 15 episodes on this podcast that I've gotten so emotional over X and Y scene in Star Wars and um, I kind of just wanted to talk today about why Star Wars is so monumental to me and oh man where to begin I guess there's only really one spot to begin and it's when I remember being introduced to Star Wars and ooh, this was no no later than like 2004 um i was at my grandpa my grandparents house in green bay green bay wisconsin and um my brother and i we were in the tv room of the living room i don't remember what the name of the room was but we were in the tv room with my my grandpa and we we were looking at the movies on the shelf, and this is back. This is like two thousand four, so there wasn't CDs back then, <laughs> and it was like VHS tapes. And we were looking and we were seeing all the movies that they had there, and none of them really looked that interesting. But then there was a set of three, because mind you, this is two thousand three, two thousand four. there's a set of three, and it's um a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. It's the original trilogy. And um, I remember the VHS tapes had like different pictures on the, uh, the thin vertical side of them. The first one for A New Hope was a stormtrooper. The second one for The Empire Strikes Back was Yoda. And the third one for Return of the Jedi, I want to say it was Vader as well. But um, we had said to our grandpa, we were like, oh, can we watch The Empire Strikes Back? that was the one that we watched or he plopped that one in I don't know why he played the second one I don't know why he played the second of a trilogy for us but so we started watching the Empire Strikes Back and that's when I first remember being introduced into Star Wars um and oh man Uh, I don't remember much because this is so long ago now this is probably like 17 years ago now holy shit (laughs) it's so weird saying that it's like this is like 17 years ago now but the things that i do remember when i was watching it with him um i specifically remember at one part in the movie when um admiral admiral dazel came out of light speed too close to the hoth system and uh vader force choked him my grandpa was always saying He's like, oh, they're choking on bananas. No, no, they're just choking on too many bananas. They ate too many bananas. Oh, no, he said they ate too many bananas. And that's why he was dying. So I remember that specifically because whenever people would die in that movie, because Vader Force choked, I don't even remember how many people, but so many in that movie. And my grandpa would always say to both of us, oh, he ate too many bananas. It was just hilarious. And I remember... I remember being kind of weirded out by Yoda at first because he looked so goofy because Mm -hmm. that's the first time I'm like, I remember seeing something on the television and it's this little puppet who has these long green ears and he's a little short fella. I remember that was just the weirdest thing ever. Um, But I loved it. It was, it was the space fantasy story with lightsabers and blasters and starships and these cool space monsters and it was amazing and I'm like four years old I'm young and impressionable at this age and I think that it's just the coolest thing that could have possibly been made mind you this is a movie from 1982 1983 and um, we we kept watching the movie we finished up Empire Strikes Back I remember my mom walked in and she was like oh my gosh, you can't be showing them this movie. And my grandpa's like, I don't know. They wanted to watch the movie. So uh, that was the first, the very first experience that I remember with Star Wars. And a lot of this is like then my love for Star Wars. And I think the same for Cal as well, sort of like changed. And especially us having that moment with our grandpa and being able to watch it with him was like a big, a big changing and a big turning point. Um, time went on then and there was more Star Wars things that came out. I remember um, I remember when Revenge of the Sith came out and we watched it on DVD and my parents didn't let Cal or myself watch they didn't like calling myself watch um Anakin being burned on Mustafar cuz it was too too violent I think at that age I was like 5 or 6 years old then Excuse me I remember him burning. My dad was like, this is too violent. You can't watch this. And I was like, oh, I just got done watching the greatest lightsaber sequence of all time, and now I'm not going to see. I don't even think at that age I like really processed like Anakin was becoming Vader at that point. Like I knew that Anakin was Vader, but I didn't really process it yet because when you're like five or six years old, you can't really <laughs> process a whole lot. Um, but I remember the tonal shift from like empire strikes back is like a much old it's an older school type of storytelling and revenge of the sith is a completely different beast of its own especially as a movie and a star wars movie let alone they're not the same at all but i remember then when cal and i were we were getting into elementary school middle school i want to say it was like late elementary school maybe i don't remember when this got re-released but um and this is the first star wars movie that we watched in theaters then and it was the phantom menace in 3d the biggest the biggest fucking cash grab of all time is when they released the phantom menace in theaters again just for it to be in 3d god knows why they did that like <laughs> i think that was purely just for money reasons because there was no point in them re-releasing the movie again but i remember watching that movie and um i remember seeing the pod racing and like when everything's flying at you and it's it looks like it's gonna hit you it gets it gets a little scary at points in time so i <laughs> a lot of like my love from star wars Especially like since I've cared about it so much lately now, growing up, it's all be been because of that like first point in time where um I was introduced to the Empire Strikes Back with my grandpa, and there's been other cool times as well, um like with my babysitter, uh when this is this is actually another big a big point for me and Cal as well, I would say. um our old babysitter drew. He uh, he took us to the the Clone Wars movie, not Star Wars: Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, the old animated movie, and um, it sucked, <laughs> but I think I loved it because it was Star Wars. Yeah, the movie sucks. I think I've only watched it one other time since then, but um, being able to see because myself, I Cal and I talk about this all the time. Or which era is our favorite of star wars you have the era of the republic you have the age of the republic you have the age of the rebellion and then you have the age of the new republic i don't know if it's the new republic or the resistance i'm gonna call it the new republic though but and i always say how my favorite era is the age of the republic and then everyone's like oh because you grew up on it blah, blah blah but there's other things that i love about it as well cal loves the age of the rebellion but um With the Age of Republic, it started off for me, I remember, like, really getting into it with, I mean, uh, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars movie. Because then after that movie came out, I think I was seven years old when that movie came out, maybe eight years old. I don't remember. It came out in August of 2008. Off the top of my head. This is me just guessing off the top of my head. I want to say it was August 8th, 2008. I'm going to have to check this. To make sure that I'm right or else I'm going to get harassed by some Star Wars fans out there like, oh, I can't believe you didn't know that. Um, But yeah, I think. After I saw that movie, then. And mind, mind you, that movie is garbage. If you haven't seen it, there's no need for you to go watch it. You're not missing out on much. But after that movie came out, then the tv show came out star wars the clone wars and that followed um it was anthology stories of clone troopers and the jedi knights throughout um throughout the age of the republic and one of the big things with star wars that i love is and mark hamill talks about this as well that movies are like a route of escapism and people use them to step away from the real world and sort of enter this fantastical world of storytelling that wouldn't happen in the real world. You get to enjoy these crazy stories that are being told and they're sci-fi fantasy adventure stories that it's just something to escape into. And I think star Wars does a great job of encapsulating that. And the clone Wars really, really is what got me. If the movies up until age eight didn't already after I had watched all six of the movies, A A New Hope through Revenge of the Sith, as if those movies didn't already hook me. But The Clone Wars, I remember being very monumental to myself because I was eight years old when the show came out. Um, And I remember Friday nights, I think it was at seven o'clock on Cartoon Network is when the episodes of the show came out. And I remember watching every single one that i could unless if i had like a hockey game or something and i couldn't watch it that night but i was watching every episode of star wars the clone wars i could because i loved the stories that they had i I loved the stories that they because they never really fleshed out the clone characters like the clones throughout attack of the clones and revenge of the sith they're just these two-dimensional characters And and looking back at it now even as a 21 year old it's interesting because you can see how these characters have personalities and there's not just like these red shirts as they say from star trek so in the clone wars started in 2008 the tv show i believe and i loved i loved it being able to see the commander cody from episode three revenge of the sith in the show and giving him a little bit of a background personality i'm like oh this i love him this is so cool introducing New characters like Captain Rex. Mm, Captain Rex. You'll be hard pressed to find a Clone Wars fan who doesn't like Captain Rex. He is a phenomenal character. Anakin and Obi Wan being in the show, you get to see more of their background and them working together. It's it's a great anthology for them to flesh out their development and sort of build upon what was mentioned when Obi Wan says that Anakin was a good friend to him. then there is introduced arguably one of the best star wars characters of all time and that's ahsoka tano and as i've gotten like i didn't like her at first when she was coming out on the show i thought she was annoying i didn't care for her i just wasn't a big ahsoka fan and the clone wars went on then up until i'd say like 2013 2014 Actually, it might have been 2012. I would need to check this. But um, I I love the stories that were being told, like bounty hunter stories where Obi-Wan Kenobi gets killed, in air quotes, and he becomes a bounty hunter to uncover this plot to kill the Chancellor. Or you have this story with the clones uh, working with a Jedi general named Pong Krell. And he turns out to just try to get all the clones killed because he doesn't like what they do at all and he thinks that they're useless and a waste for the republic and how the jedi aren't what they used to be um you have these you have these great stories and these metaphors for slavery in the clone wars with the zigerian slave traders and how they sort of enslave people throughout the galaxy and there's nobody to stop them and the republic sort of just turns a blind eye to it there's so many more stories as well that just, they have such a deeper meaning, but even as watching it as a kid, like you can enjoy it as an adult and watching it as a kid the stories are still still just phenomenal and such a joy to watch and it means it means the world to me The Clone Wars I want to look, when did The Clone Wars first get canceled the show the show got canceled in 2013 and up until when the show first started up until 2011 so mind you like from 2004 when i first watched um the empire strikes back up until 2011 my uh i had like a, a very strong portion of my relationship with my Grandpa, who introduced Callahan and myself into star wars was i was our dynamic about talking about the movies and oh, did you see this with Star Wars blah 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 because when you're like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you can have conversations with a kid at that age, but like not really like what are you going to sit there and talk with them about what do you want to do when you're older what's your career path that you're interested in how's this job going like no you can't have those conversations you you talk to them about what they're interested in and that's how it is with all conversations with people but like especially when like you're 9 10 years old so 2011 um my my grandpa got into it was this crazy accident that happened I, and i don't even i i don't even know like the full story kind of it's like really weird but um long story short he um he got a disease that was super rare and like only one in one in like 6 people in Wisconsin or the entire united states had it that year and um he he went into a coma and he passed away then in 2011 right before christmas so that like really hit hard for me um sorry um that that really hit hard for me especially because like he introduced me into star wars and after i remember even being at like 11 years old and i remember seeing the empire strikes back at that age and sort of realizing that that was like the turning point for why I love it so much. And that's like what's kickstarted the events for me to enjoy all of these stories being told later on, because I was on like a hockey team and I was like the dork, the geek kind of on that team. And I don't think like a whole lot of other people were super big into that show. There might've been a couple of the people, but like, I was like the biggest dork. But so, um, with my grandpa, like that was like a big part of our relationship. And, um, he was fairly young when he passed away as well. But so like just having that and I I remember just being like, Oh wow, like I can't I can't talk to him about like these other Star Wars stories that are happening. Um and around then after he passed away, like I kind of like faded out of watching stars, but I still was into it. Like I still loved the Clone Wars. Um But now as I get older and like I look back at it, I kind of just um I really appreciate that like specific moment where I was able to watch the Clone Wars and I was able to talk to my grandpa about the movies and just be like, Oh, this is so cool. And I know he probably wasn't keeping up with it, but I loved that. Um, But so the Clone Wars then went up until 20, 2013. The show got canceled then and it got canceled for toy reasons or people were not watching it or oh because uh because disney had bought star wars then and they wanted to go in a new direction they didn't want to keep making the clone wars so and at that point like there had been so many crazy stories that like i just loved as a kid there were stories with darth maul coming back to life and fighting obi-wan again and obi-wan having a love interest and darth maul killing that love interest and so many other different avenues that have happened but um the show gets canceled in 2013, and I was so bummed. I was like, I, this is one of my favorite shows. The final episode arc in Star Wars The Clone Wars up until 2013 when the show got canceled was a it was a story arc with Ahsoka Tano, who was an original character from The Clone Wars that was created by Dave Filoni, the maker of the show. And watching her evolve throughout the years, because she sort of grew up with the fans and the show did as well. She was like the kid in the clone wars and being the viewer and being a kid as well. And growing up with her throughout the show as it's aging is, it's not only wise on the creators of the show, but it's also wise in a storytelling perspective as well, because then you can see like, you can relate to a character more easily and it's, it makes the watchability more enjoyable. I think, especially being that the show is aimed for kids. So, Sokotano, the final episode arc is her being framed for blowing up the Jedi temple. And it's the, I'm not going to explain what happens in the episode arc, but like the series ends then with her leaving the Jedi order and she does her own thing. And it's like, okay, so then this is where the clone wars ends and we just pick up in revenge of the sith then well then two years two or three years later they're like oh well, we actually have one unreleased season of star wars the clone wars that we'll just put on netflix because nobody else like is gonna make it and we have these episodes completed and disney says that it's okay if we do that so in like 2015 they release these um was it no it's 2014 yeah 2014 they released the the lost missions and it's like an unfinished season of Star Wars: the Clone Wars. all the animation is finished but it, like you can tell there's more stories that they wanted to tell in it um and at this time disney had announced a new slate of star wars movies and they had said that they're going to continue the skywalker saga after episode six and that they were going to make the force awakens and the last jedi and the rise of skywalker those titles weren't announced yet but hindsight is 2020 but so they release they re- they make that statement and say that we're gonna keep making Star Wars movies we got two anthology films which ended up being Rogue one and solo and we have three sequel movies to the original trilogy being a kid it's like oh my god like they're gonna continue there's some there's more story to be told after after return of the Jedi and my dad was also a very, very big Star Wars fan. He went to go see A New Hope like seven times in theaters when it came out in 77. So I know that he was excited to see what was happening with the story after. Um, And I, one of the things that always just like bummed me out and like even like as I'm getting older now, I mentioned like how my relationship with Grandpa, my grandpa was a big... Star Wars is a big portion of my relationship with him and I always got bummed out because it's like oh he never will know that like the story continued that there was more to be told with Luke Skywalker's story and Princess Leia's story and Han Solo's story after Return of the Jedi and yeah people oh their story sucks blah 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 well grow up get over yourself I don't care I think those are good movies they're competent movies and I love all the Star Wars movies but the thing that Just bums me out is I never got the like, I he kind of passed away and he doesn't know what their stories continue. And that's one of the things that Star Wars does so great is because I think with the people who enjoy it, really enjoy it because it does such a great job of it encapsulating them into that specific point in time. And the ability that they have for storytelling and the creativity that they can that they have at their fingertips is just it's endless because they can tell all these random interconnected stories that just. They make sense. And these cool creative characters go to these cool and crazy planets that just you don't see elsewhere. You don't see in a different franchise, which is what makes Star Wars so unique, I think. And it's just, it's something that like anyone I feel like can get into, especially younger kids. And being a kid and watching it and growing up with it, it means a lot to me. Um,. So I remember then in 2015, I'm talking about how my dad is a big Star Wars fan. I remember in 2015, The Force Awakens comes out. I'm a sophomore in high school now at this point in time. Um, the final, the quote, quote, final season of The Clone Wars had just come out on Netflix like a year ago. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I can't believe the show is over. I'm really bummed out about this. But the show had ended, air quotes. The narrator, myself, The show did not end. It came back for a final season last year, but we'll get to that in a minute. But so 2015, The Force Awakens is coming out in theaters. And I remember being a sophomore in high school and I had a I had a migraine the day that the movie was going to come out. I was going to see it on a Thursday, the premiere night, because we bought our tickets early because I said to my mom and dad, like, we're going to see this movie early and I don't care about anything else. So I had a migraine that day at, in school and I had a biology quiz that was coming up. And I remember being on the phone with my mom and she had said, to me we had, our, we had our tickets pre-ordered for like a month now, mind you. And like I had been watching every single trailer for this movie that was coming out and I did not want to miss it for the world. And I have this migraine and I can't see or think anything. Like my vision is purple. I have the worst headache of my life. And I remember seeing um, like this math equation written on the, the whiteboard, and I just can't read it at all. Like It's just a big splotch of purple. So I, uh, I go to the nurse's office. I'm on the phone with my mom, and she says to me, she's like, if you come home sick today, you are not going to see this movie tonight then because you should not be watching a movie with explosions and blasters and lightsabers and loud noise if you have a migraine. I'm like, you this is what i say in my head are you fucking kidding me right now i have been waiting two years for this movie to come out since they announced it i've been watching these trailers for the past year now ever since they finished filming and you're telling me that i can't see this movie after we have had these tickets pre-ordered for a month and you're saying no you can't go to the movie so i say to her can you give me like five ten minutes i gotta try and like figure out if this is something that's like very bad or not So I hang up on the phone with her. I go back to my locker and I remember then Cal, he sees me by my locker and he comes over to me and I'm like, I'm getting like some medicine or something in my locker and uh, I'm crying at my locker and he's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, mom's not going to let me go to the movie tonight if I go home sick. And I had the worst migraine, mind you, like it was not good at all. And I was just like in tears because I wanted to see the movie so bad because I love Star Wars just so much and it means so much to me. But um, I'm thinking to myself, like, is this like something where I can't go see the movie tonight and it has to wait a day? So I go back to the nurse's office. I call my mom back and I say to her. I'm good. I'm going to stay in school. We're going to go to the movie tonight. She's like, all right, well, then I hope you don't have to call me back and I hope I don't have to come pick you up at school sick. So like an hour later, I have a biology quiz. Absolutely failed it. Absolutely bombed it. Couldn't read anything on the piece of paper at all. I had no idea what I was reading. It was something about mitosis and some other shit, and I was just like. I can't read this. This is all purple on my in my vision. I have no idea what's happening right now. I got a 3 out of 10 on that quiz. If you're listening to my biology teacher, yeah, that's why I bombed that one specific quiz in December. But we go to see the movie then that night. My migraine has gone away at this point because I just like kind of mentally forced myself to make it go away. But we go to see the movie and I remember being in the theater with my dad and the movie's happening. I'm like, oh, this is great. I love the story so much. I love Rey. I love Kylo Ren. I love Han Solo. I love Princess Leia. I love this whole story. But I remember one specific part in the movie that I just kind of want to touch note on. Um, There's a part in the movie when Finn, Chewbacca, and Han are captured by the stormtroopers at Maz Kanata's palace. And the stormtroopers are like, we have incoming at sector 238 or whatever i don't remember exactly what it was and they have to like go adjust and prepare for this incoming attack and like before the camera cuts to like what's coming in at the stormtroopers i remember leaning over to my dad and whispering to him it's the x-wings and then like all of a sudden the camera cuts and the x-wings are flying across the water and it's this beautiful shot of them just like whizzing past this lake or body of water that they're on and it was just so cool and I loved that scene I remember whispering it next to him and I just it was the coolest thing ever the movie gets done and I'm like that was it's my The Force Awakens is my second favorite Star Wars movie and I remember like just getting out of theater and being an absolute shock of it because Star Wars was back and I was so happy Rogue One comes out then and so now all of the the Star Wars movies that follow after The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Solo, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like finishing up high school and I'm like getting into college now we're getting up to present day. Um Rogue One the Vader scene. I remember watching it with my best friend Michael and him and I are freaking out in the theater. The Last Jedi, I remember this is just me. I remember loving Luke Skywalker's character in that movie and thinking that it was probably the best take of luke skywalker since i don't know ever um i remember seeing solo and thinking that it was just a fun creative action adventure movie and it just was a fun fun movie rise of skywalker i remember i remember getting really emotional when um luke is lifting the x-wing out of the water for ray when she's on Act Two, and when Ray is speaking to all the Jedi who's pa- uh, passed, but um, just everything about the storytelling from Star Wars, just I can't really put into words of how much it means to me. But there's things that happen throughout the saga, and it being a like strong foundational part for my childhood, I think as well, is just what makes it so monumental to me. Now, I talked earlier about like Ahsoka Tano and how I was a big fan of her and how I loved her character. Up until ooh, 2018 now, I want to say, 2018, yeah, probably 2018, 2019, um, Star Wars The Clone Wars had been done. The show was over. They were making Star Wars Rebels, that, which I was not watching because I wasn't interested in it. 2018 or 2019 i don't remember when they when this announcement was made but i get a notification on my phone hashtag clone Wars saved i look at it i watch the, the video that goes along with it it's this trailer season seven of the clone wars the final season is being created And in the trailer, I remember seeing Ahsoka Tano show up in the trailer. And at this point now, I've rewatched the original six seasons of the five seasons plus the Lost Missions. I remember rewatching it like three times throughout high school. And uh, seeing that the Clone Wars was saved for a final season because it never had a proper ending got me super, super excited. That's what really, 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 I don't remember being that excited for something in a long time. So, cut to last year then, when Season 7 of Star Wars The Clone Wars had come out. I loved the first, I love all Star Wars stories, I think they're all great, even though some of them suck, I still enjoy listening to them and watching them. But so, Cal and I have talked about the last four episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I this is like a big thing as well. Watching Ahsoka Tano, the character, grow up with myself and Cal and other young Star Wars fans and seeing her and the actions that she takes in the last four episodes. I'm 20 years old when I'm watching this, by the way, and it's like it still makes me like emotional. But watching those last four episodes and watching her like grow up with the audience and seeing the decisions that she makes. And they talk about how the entire army of the the entire army of the Grand Republic has been ordered to hunt down and kill the Jedi Knights it just makes me sad because my whole life, like I try and model like the things that I do around, like what a Jedi Knight would do. And I try to do the right thing because I think that's just like, I know that sounds cheesy and dorky, but I am a dork. So what are, what are you going to do about it? But I think like, that's like sort of what kickstarted me being. So it like watching those last four episodes of the clone wars really made me process like, a lot more about star Wars and looking more into the story and looking more in depth into it. I started to realize more than like how like throughout my whole life, how much the show has meant to me and how much the whole saga and series has meant to me, the franchise itself. And I like model like my life around, what would this person do? What would this character do? What's the right thing to do in this situation? And I think that the stories that they tell throughout star Wars, and I think that the things that they sort of, I don't know the proper way to like put it in words, but the way that they introduce these stories and pull you in and allow you to escape into these fantasy worlds and these fantastical stories, I think they do a great job of it because it's unlike any other franchise that I've seen. And I get so emotional. I always say like, Oh, I get so teary eyed because of this, because the whole story of star Wars itself is just, uh, it's so creative and it's unique in its own way. Like each star Wars story to me is unique in its own different way. And I just, I love it. Like I, I wouldn't change anything for it, but I mean, I have to like factor in like a big portion of why I love it so much is because 2004 sitting down on that couch with my grandpa in his lap and watching star Wars, the empire strikes back. And I know I said it earlier, but one of the things that always just, like, bums me out is that I wish I had the chance to talk to him about, like, episode seven, eight, nine. Like, oh, my God, this is what happens with this. And, like, I can see a lot of himself. Like, this is just me speaking. But from what I remember, and it's been 10 years now since he passed away. But so, like, when I, like, look back at him and the way that he was sort of a role model to Cal and myself. I correlate that a lot with a Jedi Knight and a a Jedi Grandmaster, I should say. I correlate that a lot with like a Jedi Grandmaster and my grandpa because he was very wise and he was a great figure. He was a great role model and he was just a great person in general. He was a good man. So like being able to correlate those two together, I think is a big portion on why I get so emotional a lot over Star Wars. Like, consciously i don't really process it like that but i think subconsciously like i sort of like trace everything back to that moment because it all sparked from there and i just love every star wars story that is told like i yeah i'm not the biggest fan of star wars rebels or star wars resistance but i mean like i still love it because each story is unique in its own way yeah people can say that like the phantom medicine the attack of the clones suck yeah i don't disagree with you they're not good but like i love it anyways yeah people say that the last jedi and the rise of Skywalker are terrible movies you're not completely wrong but there's i still love it because it's still star wars and there's things in these movies that i love Then that just makes me emotional like i think there's there's one moment in every star wars movie that i get like teary-eyed over and it's not even like it can be like the most random thing at times like it honestly can be the most random thing i mean i get emotional in oh god in um revenge of the sith when obi-wan is standing on Padme's star cruiser on mustafar and he's looking down and he has his hands are on his hips and he's looking down at anakin after he um finds out that she brought obi-wan there to kill him even though she didn't um the force awakens when Rey pulls the lightsaber out of the snow i get so emotional during that scene um the last jedi when luke skywalker says you're wrong the rebellion is reborn today the war is just beginning and i will not i don't remember oh shoot now i'm getting these mixed up but he says and i will not be the last jedi and i talk about how in the rise of skywalker when luke is pulling the x-wing out of the water or other things but even in like the mandalorian there are things that like get me emotional like when the end of season two when Mando defeats Moff Gideon and Luke Skywalker shows up and all this like it just there's there's one specific moment in every piece of Star Wars that just like gets me it just makes me happy inside and it just gets me all giddy and like a kid again it makes me feel like a kid and I think and I think that's why it means so much to myself and I think that's why it means so much to Callahan as well excuse me I think, because of just the way that these stories are told, and they're so great at making you escape into this different world, the sci-fi action adventure crazy saga, I think that's why it means so much to Cal and myself. and being able to correlate it back to that moment and picture my grandpa as a Jedi grandmaster and have that like be one of the defining relationships that i had with him before he passed away i think means a lot to myself as well but that's just me that's why i love star wars so much and everyone has their own reasons why um we i sort of rambled there for 40 minutes whoops my bad um i guess if they're still listening i'm gonna give a shout out to my bos team katan amy Amy, Charles, Caleb, Elena, Adam. I don't know if any of you guys are listening to this, but <laughs> I've been getting kind of slight hazed, roasted, some fun, just some fun banter with my team that I have my current job about the this podcast that I have. So I guess I thought I'd give them a quick shout out here, but um, yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legionnaire. I guess I kind of just rambled there. I got a couple texts from Cal while I was recording. I am able to record now. Sick. I just finished this one. Maybe I'll record. Maybe I'll do a back-to-back right now. We'll see how that goes. But I guess with that, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with someone who you think would like it. Follow us on Instagram. It's at LegionnairePod. Our email is LegionnairePodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions that you want to ask us, you're more than welcome to. Um, upcoming things that we're going to talk about I think shortly here I might talk about the finale for Bad Batch with Cal we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad I really wanted to talk about that for a while now and we got some other things coming up Um, but yeah I'm not going to do the ending like Cal does we are Legion there, I did it (laughs)